Welcome back to Queer as a $5 Bill, the podcast. I'm Lee Wynn, the author and your host. This is chapter 33 and the epilogue, narrated by Michael Crouch. If you're just joining us now, you can start at the beginning with podcast episode one. Content advisory, Queer as a $5 Bill is intended for listeners and readers ages 13 and up. The main character experiences moments of bullying and homophobia, as well as support and pride, on a journey that's life-changing and empowering. Ready? Here we go. Chapter 33 Saturday, February 14th Roar! 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 The motorcycles got everyone's attention. It was a great way to start a parade. Dykes on bikes blasted into Union Square ahead of their pickup. Wyatt's dad drove. And with Lincoln hats tall on their heads, Wyatt, Martin, Becca, Mackenzie, and Jonathan rode in the back. Mackenzie had changed into a white gi, and Jonathan into a red polo shirt. Wyatt and Martin handed over Lincoln hats to a cluster of three older women who waved and asked for them. When they'd pulled out the broken arbor, Betty had overheard Wyatt ask his dad if, without making Mackenzie pay for it, they could just keep giving out the hats for free. Everyone was so excited to get them. She'd called it very clever promotional marketing. Turned out she worked in PR. Wyatt's dad gave his okay. You're welcome! Wyatt waved at the women, who thanked them and giggled at how they looked in the stovepipe hats. At least 100 soldiers from earlier were marching behind them in Lincoln hats. As they passed Sandy's Liquor and Candy Mart, the square opened up before them. It was less than an hour and a half later, but now it was packed, and more people were crossing down from where traffic had been diverted onto 2nd Street. Usually, they said 2,000 people attended Lincolnville's annual parade, but Wyatt thought this seemed double last year's crowd. Amid all the craziness, he had his first chance to talk to Martin. I thought you left. Martin shook his head. We didn't know about Von Lawson's plan, but the mayor told everyone the parade wasn't happening, and John Stevens' producer wouldn't listen to my emails or get on the phone. But I knew we had to document this with the right people. So we drove down to San Francisco. Mom and I talked to John himself, convinced him, and got his crew to drive back with us. But you didn't even call or answer my text. Mom doesn't let me have my phone on when I'm driving. And I didn't want to tell you in case it didn't work out. Even when they agreed to come, we weren't sure we'd make it in time. Martin lowered his head. I got my first speeding ticket. He didn't leave. He did all of it. Even drove over the speed limit. For me. Behind them, drums and cowbells started up. Bop, 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 bap. Bap, bap, bap. Bop, bop, bop. Bop, 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 bap. Bap, bap, bap. Bop, bop, bop. The rhythm got people cheering. I'm really glad you're here, Wyatt shouted over the noise. Me too, Martin said, then winked at Wyatt. Nice shirt, by the way. Wyatt felt this crazy rush, and he couldn't even try to return the wink. He just shouted, You're not getting it back. Martin laughed, and Wyatt joined in. Wyatt's dad made the turn onto Lincoln Boulevard. They'd moved a section of the stage next to the road. 
and Wyatt's mom stood on it with her clipboard and microphone. As they rolled past, she ad-libbed the new parade edition, Civil War reenactment soldiers who support equality! Wyatt's eye caught a movement by the library door. It was Mr. Clifton, closing the big entry door, shutting himself inside. Wyatt just felt sad for him as they rolled forward. His mom's voice bounced off the library, amplified on speakers they'd set up all around Union Square. The Asian Pacific Islander Women's Color Guard! The Eugene County African American Equality and Justice Society! Wyatt spotted Mr. Guzman and his girlfriend with the pink hair in the crowd. Mr. Guzman gave Wyatt a thumbs up. Wyatt waved back. He was so glad his old teacher got to see this. All of this. Wyatt's mom and the parade behind them kept going as they handed out Lincoln hats. The Corvallis Valley High School Gay Straight Alliance! The Society for Progressive Islam Salem Chapter! In the front row of spectators, Rhonda looked out from behind her video camera and blew them a kiss. Martin grinned at his mom and frisbeed her a hat. She snagged it midair. The Lake Medford Fire Department! Northwest Disability Rights! Jonah from Pies and Pool and his girlfriend ran up to get two hats from Wyatt. Jonah insisted on shaking Wyatt's hand. Great job, man, great job, he shouted over the cheers. Dykes on bikes in their pickup led the parade past the log cabin. The buses were gone, and they kept passing out hats to the people five and seven deep on the sidewalks and parkway. The stores were open along Fifth and Johnson Streets, busy with customers. Mr. Wu even waved to them, all friendly, as people browsed the costumes on his outdoor racks and talked about which photo packages they should get. The parade finished just a block from their B&B. Wyatt's dad stopped the truck and leaned out the window as they all jumped down. You kids go catch the rest of the parade. I've got to find the dojo. Mackenzie waved by as she headed up 6th Street to where the parade groups were lined up on Hayes. Wyatt checked with his dad. You sure? Go! His dad chuckled. I have a lot of cooking to do. Have fun. Thanks. Wyatt ran up Grant Street, Martin at his side. In three blocks, they made a right, and there were even more people in Union Square now. Wyatt's mom kept announcing the entries. The Albany Art Museum's Jewish Film Festival. The Multnomah County Women's Rights Project. Wyatt took Martin's hand, partly to not lose him, and partly because he just wanted to. And he could. It looked like everyone had shown. Forty-one parade entries in all. Forty-three with Mackenzie's dojo and the soldiers. It was a record. And twelve more than had signed up to march in the old version of the parade. The Pacific School for the Deaf! Gresham Sci-Fi, Anime, and Comic-Con! Making their way through to the stage where Wyatt's mom was, they passed a young guy with curled fingers walking with crutches on his arms. He was all happy, chatting with a Latina girl with a mohawk. For the first time, Wyatt really looked at the crowd. Under the Lincoln hat sprinkled everywhere, they were a mix of farmers and city folk. Students from Oregon State and the University of Oregon, old people and kids, disabled and abled, straight and gay, and probably bi and trans, too. They were black and white and Asian and every color, 
and everyone was in great spirits celebrating equality. Lincoln's idea, King's idea, and for this parade, Wyatt's idea too. From Ashland, the Oregon Theater Festival players, parents, friends, and families of lesbians and gays, P-Flag Philomath. They'd just broken through to Lincoln Boulevard when Wyatt's mom announced, the Corvallis Yoshukai Karate and Martial Arts Center. Wyatt cheered for Mackenzie, Martin at his side. Mackenzie and 25 other teens and kids whipped their nunchucks through the air in perfect unison, with a black belt counting out in Japanese, Ich, Ni, San! Mackenzie grinned at Wyatt and Martin as she marched past, nunchucks flying. The parade kept coming. Western Oregon Atheists! The Gay Veterans Association, Pacific Northwest Chapter! Then Wyatt's mom announced, And a last-minute addition? Please welcome our very own mayor, Kelly Rails, and her husband, high school coach and country music star, Brian Rails. Wyatt dropped Martin's hand. The people around them applauded Jonathan's parents sitting on the trunk of Coach Rails's open convertible. Principal Jackson was driving, and Mayor Rails, dressed in jeans and a USA flag t-shirt, waved to everyone like she was the Queen of America. Martin snorted and leaned into Wyatt's ear. Just watch. She'll be all over the news as a champion of equality. Wyatt scowled. She's just doing it because it's popular, and she's probably figured out a way to make money or get reelected because of it. It's a good thing, Wyatt. Doesn't matter why she's doing it. Martin's hand swept the parade and crowd around them. You've already changed this part of the world. Martin was right. Wyatt wasn't going to let anyone ruin this. Wyatt's mom announced the final parade entry, now number 44. The First Metropolitan Church of Portland's Gospel Choir. All 50 choir members, in their golden red robes, tambourines shaking and arms raised, started singing, Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Their voices rose up and filled the square, and Wyatt's chest swelled with the words. Martin was smiling at him. We did it, didn't we? His lips were beautiful. He was beautiful. Hey, it's Valentine's Day, Wyatt said. Is it? The light sparkled in Martin's eyes. He knew all right. And I'm going to kiss you for you, you know? Wyatt told him. Yeah, I know, Martin said, moving in toward him. Me too. And with thousands of people around them, and the singing lifting them all, Wyatt leaned in to touch his lips to Martin's. Wyatt could feel Martin's biceps graze the sides of his Super G t-shirt as they pulled each other close. Wyatt kissed him, and Martin kissed him back. He tasted like spice and cinnamon. Free at last. How long can I make this kiss last? A sigh escaped Wyatt, and it was the big finale. No birds or chipmunks or little people, but music inside as well as out, and goosebumps, and this feeling in Wyatt's chest, his throat, his lips, glowing.
He was glowing. He was standing there in front of the whole world, and he was kissing Martin, his first real kiss. And why it was, finally, himself. Everyone around them was singing, and Wyatt pulled back to look at Martin. Friends and more. Much more. And in that instant, Wyatt knew. He didn't have to go anywhere else to be himself. He'd found it right there. Elysium. Ninth grade had been a war, and he'd won. From his heart, Wyatt started singing along, Martin joined in, and their fingers and voices wove together and rose with the others to the sky. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty I am free at last. Epilogue National Survey Results for the Week Ending Saturday, June 27th Von Lawson Productions Sample 1,000 U.S. citizens statistically randomized. Results? Do you think Abraham Lincoln was romantically involved with Joshua Speed? No. 47%. Unchanged for the last five weeks. Yes. 47%. Unchanged for the last five weeks. Undecided. 6% unchanged for the last five weeks. Two Lovers Music by Irving Gordon New Lyrics by Martin Sykes For Wyatt Two lovers on their way One wore blue and one wore gray No one knew that they were gay All on a beautiful morning War was hell they had their share. One felt hope and one despair. Cannonballs tore through the air, all on a beautiful morning. War was hell, they made it through. Didn't care if the whole world knew. A kiss between gray and blue, all on a beautiful morning. Queer as a $5 bill blog. Queer as a $5 bill. Blog post, Sunday, June 6th, 10.32 a.m. Lincoln's Rainbow Bed and Breakfast invites you to celebrate LGBTQ pride with us in beautiful Lincolnville, Oregon, with Civil War-era suppers with Gregory, tours with Mackenzie, music with Martin, hikes with Wyatt. Book early, we have only a handful of room nights still available. And if you fall in love with our town like we have, Elizabeth Yarrow Real Estate can help you find a place to call home. If you're in town the weekend of June 28th, the Lincolnville Chamber of Commerce and the Straight for Equality Rails for Governor campaign will be sponsoring a block party for local businesses, the community, and visiting friends opposite the log cabin on Johnson and Fifth. The Chamber has distributed Gay Pride Rainbow Flag stickers, which you'll see in nearly all of the storefronts in town. And that Sunday, the anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, Nora Roberts, our new town librarian, 
is hosting a party installing Joshua Fry Speed, Lincoln's most intimate friend, on permanent display in the Lincolnville Public Library. You'll have to ask first, and put on white gloves to touch it, since it's now a reference special collections book. But anybody who wants to can read it. Thank you for listening to chapter 33 and the epilogue of Queer as a $5 Bill, written by me, Lee Wind, with audio narration by Michael Crouch. I write and produce this podcast, our theme music is by Doug Pettibone, and our creative consultant is Matthew Winner. Visit leewin.org to download a free PDF excerpt of the Lincoln chapter from No Way They Were Gay, containing all the evidence of Abraham Lincoln loving another man. Our next bonus episode, My Author Interview, where I talk with one of my heroes, legendary children's and YA author and poet, Leslie Newman. <laughs>